Welcome to the Variety Hour on AM 990, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mouth, I bet you come way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess, you from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff, I swear I can't get enough. Welcome to Talk Money on AM 990. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Shoemaker and Keith Quinn. Good morning and welcome to Talk Money where we'll help you focus on your financial future. We have got a great Thanksgiving show for you today. I'm Keith Quinn here with Jim Shoemaker. We really do, you know, and again, uh, let me ask you this because we everybody knows this is a pre-recorded program. Right. And reality is, what are you going to do for Thanksgiving? So when this airs on Friday morning... What have you been doing? I will have traveled home to North Carolina to visit my mom and dad. So I will be sitting in the mountains on Friday morning having a delicious breakfast, I am sure. Mom and dad will (laughs) absolutely be taking care of you. I'll be recovering from grandkids, five grandkids coming in, and we're looking forward to that. Big, big, huge lunch. Gosh, you'll have a house full. Yeah, we'll have a house full. It's always fun to have the family in. So. We hope that everybody's had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We hope they have, and we have an awful lot to be thankful for, and we're always aware of that. Absolutely. God has been very good to us this year. We have a program, though, today. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what we got going on. Well, we're going to introduce some of our listeners to some of the members of our firm, to some of our Shoemaker Financial family, Mm -hmm. and we are going to get some stories, some memories, some things that they think the holidays uh, represent and what's important. You know, when you say the holidays, the reality is, do you realize how soon Christmas is going to be here? Uh, Have you got all your Christmas shopping done? Absolutely. Not. I haven't even started with my. Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> I have not yet. What are you getting me for Christmas? Uh, I, well, I'm absolutely not. Tell you not. That. No, no, that one I do have. Uh, the lump of coal. I've got that <laughs> ready. Exactly. Exact same here. Yeah, right. right. But uh, we do have a great program today because we do. we're all going to get to listen to some of our people talk about their best Christmas and uh, their funniest Christmas, and some sometimes we'll even talk about those that. Uh, Maybe not as quite as exciting. Maybe some of the tragedy that goes around Christmas. Sometimes the holidays happen. are hard, right? Holidays are, are tough for a lot of people. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But, uh, you know, it has been a very phenomenal year. Thanksgiving, Christmas is rolling past. We're headed for 2015. One quick scenario thought for you is, you know, this is the third year of Barack Obama's two second four-year term right. coming up in 2015. And the S&P 500 has always been positive in that uh, third year. Usually we have a good result. And does that year. mean that we're going to, were we predicting the future here? Unfortunately, past performance is not, not indicative indicate. of future results, uh, but we do like the like the stat. But the reality is that uh, we have no clue how the rest of the year is going to 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 play out. Exactly right, and we always talk about that. But we did see some good numbers this week. You know, we got the uh, GDP report. That right. came in above estimates, you know, 3.9% growth in the third quarter. That's really good. And that uh, means that we're continuing to see the market move. The market continues and, uh, to move up. You know, we've seen a few things come out of overseas. Uh, the Japanese economy had contracted, which was a little bit concerning, and that that was the second quarter of a contraction, which, you know, we talk about as kind of our technical definition of a recession. Uh, but we'll see if they can grow out of that. And, of course, Greece, just the opposite, is actually growing. And they may come out of a recession after six years. Greece is uh, actually showing us that maybe they're going to survive and uh, will continue to be a great place to go if you're a tourist. If you're a tourist. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. What kind of program? Who we got all lined up to come through? We have got the the Shoemaker family that is getting ready to come through. We will start with Rebecca Brashear. We are going to have Emily Knack, Marcy Ward, Eleanor Moskovitz, Jason Harrington, and Katie Brashear. And all of these people are some of the people that actually have produced this program. That's exactly right. Some people that you've known in other capacities, you're going to get to know them a little bit better. Get to know them personally and get to find out what's been the best Christmas or the most tragic or whatever they're going to tell us about their Christmas holiday. It's possible that this may be the best show we've ever done. Okay. And I'm going to say that on the front end. That's very quick. I mean, without any judgment call whatsoever. Because I know the quality of the people that are coming Absolutely. Pressure's on them now. That's exactly right. If you're just joining us, I'm Keith Quinn here with Jim Shoemaker every Friday morning from 8 to 9 on AM 990, the voice of Memphis. Of course, you can always listen to us on the radio or online at our homepage, kdmam990.com. But now you can go onto the Internet and go to iTunes and search for our podcast, Shoemaker Financial and Talk Money, and listen to a pre-recorded show. Let's quickly check out what's going around town, see how the market is doing. Stick around. We are going to be right back with some excellent stories that you do not want to miss. 
Thank you for joining us. I'm Keith Quinn here with Jim Shoemaker. We have got a great show for you today. A lot of special memories, a lot of special folks. Well, you know, and Arch doing a phenomenal job with the big band music. He really is, right? Hey, he's getting a little bit of spirit (laughs) coming in here, too. So, well, we are talking to people. You know, and I guess the whole idea is we're kind of thinking that we're entering December, and within 26 days from the the programs there, we're going to have Christmas. Going to have Christmas. You know, what happens at my house on Christmas, I'm fortunate enough to have married a phenomenal lady who I have known for 48 years, not married to her. I dated her. It took me forever to get her to marry me. It took me five and a half years of begging her, pleading with her, all those things, buying presents. I'm still a little blown away that you closed that sale. uh, Not a very good salesman, you know. I mean, I tried. But the reality is we've been married 42 years, and her birthday is on the 24th. No, I did not know that. And she's a Christmas Eve baby. That's right, a Christmas baby. So the reality is... We celebrate the birthday, period. <laughs> I mean, you don't lump those two together. Right. You marry somebody that's two got separate that, events. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, don't, you think, oh, hey, I get all this done at one time. Not a no. chance, man. <laughs> right. Not a chance. Hey, she deserves her day, too. Absolutely. And she gets her <laughs> day. She gets her day. <laughs> all right. Well, we do have a special program. We've got Rebecca Brazier, and she is going to talk to us. And, I mean, this is kind of fun because I like to hear – when we talk about families right. and things that they did as little kids and they talk about grandparents. Exactly. You know, that is so good. But if you remember Rebecca, we hear her at the 40, 40 minutes of the program in the second half where she's reading something about Mid-South History Moment. And you'll recognize the voice. You'll recognize the voice. And, you know, we ought to put her on the spot and make her sing. But I guess we'll just (laughs) let her talk about some stories. But uh, she is our first guest. And she actually works up in the upstairs in our our, uh, processing department, does a lot of the work, is handling a lot of clients. She works with our West Street Brokerage Group and uh, does a wonderful job and got a smile all the time. And and she is expecting. That's right. Can we say that? I think we can. And she's going to have another baby. (laughs) This will be her third. That's right. And Rebecca, is this going to be a boy or a girl? Do we already know? My third boy. Boy. Yes. (laughs) There's enough woman in that family. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about what you've got, your special family memories back in Alabama. Well, I come from a large family on my dad's side. Normally when we get together for the holidays, there's around 20 of us. And that was before we all got married and had kids of our own. So growing up in, uh, in Alabama, we would travel down to South Alabama, a small little town called Op. A rattlesnake capital <laughs> of the world, actually. Op Alabama. <laughs> yes, Op Alabama. And my grandparents had a 72-acre farm about 16 miles from the Florida line. And normally what we would do is Christmas Eve, we would, for lunch, we would always have a fish fry, mm. which was always the one of the highlights for us. And then after that, we would all go on a hayride that my grandfather would do on this big tractor. And What'd you kick- call him, by the way? Pawpaw. I know. I saw that. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Pawpaw. And um, he would hook the trailer up to the tractor, and we'd all sit in there, and we'd go riding around the farm, and we'd eventually pick a Christmas tree from their farm. They have a lot of pines that grow on the on the farm. And so we would come back to the house, to the farmhouse, and we'd all decorate it. We'd have the shiny silver tinsel and all the ornaments that our parents had made when they were little, and we'd decorate it. And then that night we'd have a bonfire and we'd roast hot dogs and have fireworks and things like that. So it was a lot of fun. Man, that sounds like a you know that sounds like again it's a memory. It is a memory and it's a tradition going and out Paul to pick Paul out the tree. Obviously, was dedicated to the grandkids. Absolutely, sounds familiar. Absolutely. Sounds yes. familiar. Well, let me ask you this: when you think about that, if you could put that into a, a thought process, what would you want to say to Paul Paul today? If you had a chance to say, "Hey, this is what I remember," what would you say to him? Oh, his love of the grandkids. Ah. 
and uh, his love of the Lord. He was a pastor for over 60 years. years. Um, But when the grandkids came, he was all about the grandkids. And we would go hunting and fishing and anything we wanted to do. He was right there with us. That's good memories. mm -hmm. Great memories. Well, that that is special. Hunting and fishing. That's a southern Christmas right there. Well, I like the fact they had, you know, catfish and fish (laughs) and hush puppies. And uh, (laughs) then they'd have a big bonfire. Well, Emily, I'm interested. Now, Emily is Emily Um, and now she's Knack. I was going to say, who's, yeah, who's Emily Um? Emily Knack, yeah. and uh, <laughs> because she just got married, and Emily also works upstairs in our processing, and she works with a lot of the clients and and handles the business as it's coming through. Emily makes sure that it gets processed correctly. She does, and she just did that in front of a. We had a Fenra audit going on, and she was a part of that group that the guy stood over her shoulder and watched and uh, passed with flying colors. Did a great job. Well, you know, it's kind of the the part that I expect, you know. That's just, right, right. you got good quality people, and you expect them to do. And she did a great job. So, Emily, uh, I, liked your, I liked your memory of a Christmas because I actually have one of these same stories. I'll tell you quickly. When you choose her, she's going to talk about a fondue dinner. We were doing this at a Christmas party with a bunch of folks, and I was doing something that I probably shouldn't have been doing. And I reached, and I was, you know, it was Lynn and I, and there's several couples, and I was reaching for something, and it was not time to do that. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I get whacked on the head by the fondue stick. You know what I'm saying? All right. Those are not good, and that's not fun. When they, you know, it's too many, too, you know, there's too easy to do that. So I get, you know, whacked, and then the next thing I know, my hand gets whacked. So, hey, fondue, I remember fondue real well. <laughs> but tell us a little bit about uh, what you're talking about with a fondue dinner. Yeah, my family, um, we have several Christmas traditions, and most of them do revolve around food and my favorite one is the fondue dinner that we do it's typically on christmas eve although my brother when i was growing up was a police officer so he did have to work holidays so it may have been on the 23rd may have been the 22nd 26th whatever day it was just whenever our whole family could get together which was obviously more important than the food was that time with family and that's why that's why my mom loved the fondue dinner because it's one of those meals that you can't just scarf it down. No, you got, <laughs> you, so, you got you to talk to, to each other, right? So we would. we do the full three-course fondue dinner with the cheese and then the meat and the chocolate, and it would take hours, and we would just have a great time sitting around the table, just catching up, talking. Uh, my, gran- my grandmother would be there as well, and it was just a really wonderful time to to. S- Sit down and just not be busy for a few hours and enjoy the holidays together. And back off from all the hustle and the bustle of mm-hmm. Christmas and kind of slow down. And, and I think that's a great way to do Christmas. I think it is, too. You know, that focus on family. Yeah, I think and, that's and, what's going to come yeah, through. There's something about a fondue dinner that kind of makes that happen. That's really, that's a great idea. Emily, when you would do that, if you uh, thinking through that again, uh, was there any special one time that you did that that was, stands out as being kind of like wow you know, this is kind of a unique time for us. I mean, was there something maybe that the brother did or anything like that that you can remember? I'm putting you on the spot because we didn't rehearse that, but uh, I feel like you'll do okay. <laughs> no, um, I I can't think of one specific incident that stood out more than the other ones. I know, at least for me with my mom, some of the fun was just the prep because with fondue, you have to spend forever cutting up every right. single little thing. And so I do kind of remember some of that more specifically. Um, but I am sure that this Christmas will be a um, – particularly great memory since it'll be my first Christmas married. And married. so I did make Brian and I register for some fondue pots so we can con- <laughs> so we can continue the tradition. Oh, All right, we're going we're gonna to go to Rebecca. And she's going to talk about Texas, but we're coming back about Brian because Brian's going to have to get broken into with the idea of we're going to do fondue at the house, right? Yes. That's great. Well, let's talk to Rebecca because I know you, you talked about going to your dad's home in, in Alabama. Yes. And a uh, wonderful time. But you've also got some great memories in Texas with your mom's family. And there's something about a Texas Christmas yes. that I think stands out. Yes, it is. Um, my mom's family is all from Texas. And so we would travel up there every other year um, for Christmas going to Texas. We would spend several days in Beaumont. That's where my grandparents lived. And then we travel to, once again, a small little town in Texas <laughs> called Coontz, Texas. <laughs> Op, Alabama. <laughs> Coontz, Texas. Now we're doing some real jobs yes. right here. Yes. Uh, my uncle was actually a pastor there as well. So um, we would go. And this particular year, my cousin, Kendra, she's a few years older than my sister and I, got kicked out of her room so my parents could stay in there. And they put the three of us, my sister, Nicole, myself, and my cousin, Kendra. to be a twin sister. Triplet triplet sister. sister, Yes, yes. Um, All three of us in the old living room that they hardly ever used. 
Well, it just so happened that this particular year, the food table was in there, which we <laughs> love to have food at our uh, holidays as well. And one of our favorite traditions was to have Texas trash. We love Texas trash. My mom. <laughs> Is that anything like Tennessee trash? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's referring to what we it's, think it's referring um, to. My mom still makes it, actually, on Christmas. Uh, she still makes Texas trash. Basically, it's, you know, the different Chex mixes, like uh-huh. rice and wheat right. and corn right. Chex. And you have Cheerios and pretzels and different types of nuts. You season them, bake it in the oven. And then they would get the large white gallon ice cream buckets that are empty and just fill like four of them. Ah. So that was on the food table. Well, we woke up on Christmas morning. We weren't allowed to come out of the room. All the adults were sitting in the kitchen drinking their coffee. Well, we got hungry. So we just sat in there, opened up the Texas <laughs> trash. And by the time they came out to get us, was it was no, gone. No Nothing was left. left. Nothing that was left. That like fun. That's a great so, How old were you then? Oh, goodness. I was probably about seven or eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. what a memory. What a memory. These memories of traveling. I can yeah. remember, you know, we always traveled to my grandparents' house, and that was in North Carolina. So we would drive across Iron Mountain every year, and we'd go through this little community, Beulah Dean, in North Carolina. Another and geography. Another, <laughs> yes, another geography quiz on this one. Beulah Dean. But the thing about Beulah Dean was everyone would try to outdo each other on who put out the most lights. So going through uh, Beulah Dean was, was like a, this amazing light show, and yeah. we'd do it every year, and it's always something we look forward well, to. Well, you know, that's a fun thing because that's exactly what my family used to do as far as the, the Christmas time. We would get in the night, you know, the Christmas Eve, and all bundle up and get into the car, and we would drive around and look at the Christmas look at the lights. lights right? And that was kind of the deal. And we now do that with our grandkids, the ones that live here in, in Memphis. And, 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 I mean, it's a fun thing because it's all ooh and ah and who's right. doing the best lights and stuff like that. So it's kind of how do you set these Christmas traditions and uh, how do they get started? And how do you carry them? And Emily, you're saying that you're going to continue with the fondue. Is that what you're headed with? I mean, this is going to be a fondue thing. Yeah, that's the plan. I think that since it's just Brian and I right now, we will probably still go and have fondue with my parents and grandmother and enjoy the the family. But we are definitely gearing up to setting up our own tradition. Yeah. We got the fondue pot. Still looking for the perfect cheese and chocolate fondue <laughs> pot. I have not found one yet. Um, but we are looking forward to starting our own tradition. You know, that's a good thing because it's so important that a family – I mean, I know it would have been easy, and I think we, we would all talk about this. It would be easy if we could say, okay, guys, we started this 30, 40 years ago. Now I want you to continue. But right. the reality is when a couple like Emily and Brian have gotten married, they're going to start their own Start their own traditions. traditions. And, right. uh, that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. And as they have children, it begins to move through that process and – uh, you know, it's uh, it's every family starts doing something that sticks for them. That's right. It's how they do fondue. Well, we're going to come back in a few minutes, and uh, I'm excited about where we're headed because we've got Marcy Ward's going to talk about a very specific thing in her Christmas. Eleanor Moscovich will be here. Jason Harrington. I don't know if we can get him to open up and say anything, no, but if, if we can, no. we'll try he's and get in a story charge, out of He's in charge of our manpower development, right. and he's been on the program before. But I think Eleanor's been on the program before. Uh, she has been, but and of course Eleanor Marcy's works on the first. And, and that's right, it is Marcy's first. Yeah, so I'm looking forward. This is fun. I mean, uh, all about Christmas and all about things and Hey, I can't believe it's headed that way. I mean, it's just so unbelievable that that this year is almost done. It's right around the corner. I feel like I may start singing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hurry, Art. Go, go. (laughs) Let's take a quick break and go to Charles Osgood for the Osgood file. But stick around. We will be right back for some more Christmas stories. joining us for this Thanksgiving edition of Talk Money. You know, and it's fun because we're already already headed into the Christmas holidays and Art's playing some Christmas music. I'm getting the Christmas spirit. I, mean, I it's am like, too. You know, I mean, and by the way, I am going to get you a gift. I, I'm rethinking the lump of coal. I, I, kind am, of feel, I am you know. too. Maybe two lumps <laughs> instead of one. Whatever, you know, but we've got phenomenal guests. They're all from the office and we're all talking about 
our best Christmas or a, a memory or a tradition. Right. What Christmas And you means. talked about going through, what was the name of the little town? Buadine in North Carolina. <laughs> we've been to Texas. We've been to Alabama. We've had fondue. And uh, they've done a great job. And now we're going to talk with Marcy Ward. Marcy works for a couple of our advisors in the office. She is their special assistant and helps them in a very specific way. And Marcy, I, I guess what I'm looking for is, you know, you talk about Christmas, and and I and I really appreciate what you said that Christmas is all about family, friends, fellowship, lights, music, joy, all of that stuff is all a part of Christmas. But you've got something that's even special. So, what does that mean when you talk about Christmas? Well, uh, we love to get together and reflect on past Christmas, present Christmas, and the future Christmas. It's, our family is rather large. There's seven children, and we're blessed that we're still able to get together on Christmas Day. That sounds like a big crowd. So, that is a big crowd. Yeah. It, it's amazing. It grows every year, <laughs> and uh, it changes because we are always adding new ones to the fold. New and grandchildren um, and everything like that? Yeah. Now, when you say seven, are you talking about seven your siblings, your seven? That's correct. So they're all still coming together. That's they're wonderful. All, that is wonderful. We are blessed that we're still all able to be together on on Christmas Day. So um, gift giving has gotten a little out of hand. So over the years, <laughs> we've had to had to, had to come. I she hesitated on that. <laughs> right. Well, um, she's trying to phrase that politely. Right. Put that out in the right way. Because, I mean, you, know, you don't know who's listening. That's right. We have, we have come up with creative solution, and um, someone in the family stumbled upon a little story about a family called um, the, the right family and the left family. Right. So we all bring a gift, and we gather together in a circle and read the right family and the left family story, and we pass our gifts. And um, age is no barrier. The small ones can play as well as the older ones. And uh, after it's all over with, we all have a gift, and then we start the swap. So, yes. So, so now, when you say Mr. Right and Miss Right or Mr. Left, Miss Right, Miss Left, you're, you're giving it to the right? Is that what you're That's talking? right. We're so. passing it. Every time the fam- a family name is called, whether it's Mr. Right, Mrs. Right, Mr. Left, Mrs. Left, okay. we passed the gift to the person next to us. And so that person, then at the end. At the end, we all open it. Ah. And uh, then then we start swapping. So sometimes that swap can be the best part of all. Absolutely. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. That especially would be a lot of fun. Especially kids and all the swapping going on. That sounds like a great tradition. I'm so impressed, Marcy, that your family, because so many of us today, I mean, in my case, my family scattered a lot. Uh, it's just hard to get that family connection where everybody comes back. But with your seven siblings, I mean, that's just to that's, get seven together. That's is... phenomenal. That uh, a blessing to you uh, and to your family that you can do that. That's this just great. True. This that's... is true. We just really feel like God is, has really blessed us, and we we don't take it lightly. We don't take it for granted. We just are just thrilled every year that we're able to still come together. And you said that your children have learned that the significance of Christmas was so important. How have you been able to get that across in your family? Well, uh, you know, just being together and sharing stories, reflecting on times gone by. Uh, sometimes people are no longer with us, but our our children and our children's children feel like that they know these people just from us Gathering together telling. and telling family stories and sharing. Mm, that's family stories. That is so How true. important is that? Yeah, that's that's the way we should do that. Well, Eleanor, uh, Eleanor, as uh, most everybody knows, Eleanor is one of our producers of the program, and she is going to talk about, you know, we've been talking about kind of fun things. Right. But when we ask Eleanor, would you tell us about your best Christmas, I was shocked. But I can understand. It didn't start out as a fun thing. <laughs> but, but it turned into, and you know, if you were a, a young child and uh, what this happened, I mean, it would have been, I, I'm interested in hearing how she got through it. I mean, it's it an amazing be, story. Yeah, it is. So, Eleanor, let's start with that because it is an amazing story that um, you would think of your favorite Christmas around what a tragedy, really. Mm-hmm. So tell us about it. Yes, um, it's not what you would typically pick as your favorite Christmas, but when I look back, it is mine. Um, I was at 13 years old, and my brothers and I were home alone. Younger brothers, right? Yes, younger brothers. 
and we were um, watching TV, <laughs> and right there in the living room, our Christmas tree was lit up. I won't say how many years ago that was, but <laughs> just a few. <laughs> Eleanor, if that had been in Jim, I would have said something about the TV shows. But no, you go ahead. But that was back when the Christmas tree lights were rather large. Rather large. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that dated her right there. Yeah. I love it. I love they, it. <laughs> they didn't have the safety fixture, f- features they do now. But we were sitting there, and all of a sudden, I heard a pop, 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 and immediately, as quickly as I could turn around. The whole tree was engulfed in flames. Um, already the curtains were caught on fire, and it was just uh, – it, all I could think of immediately was to grab my brothers mm-hmm. they, uh, by their pajama tops, and we just raced out the door. Because anyone that's seen work. a Christmas tree burn knows how quickly, quickly. that happens. Yes. Oh, and does. to get into Absolutely. the curtains and in the house, and you're 13 and your younger yes. brothers, and you got everybody together. Yes. In fact, actually, as I'm going out the house, this just kind of just tells you how quickly the smoke and everything. As we're running out – I went past our, we had a little parakeet in the cage. He was already dead from the smoke. From the smoke. Yes, that quick. But we got out, everybody, um, and of course, the whole house was destroyed. They said 95%. So, but um, that as a, I say as a 13-year-old, um, very materially minded, if you want to say, as far as looking for Christmas and what you would get, it changed my whole focus that year because we were thankful, number one, to be alive and have each other. Right. But um, it was neat to see how the community came around us and our church came around us to support our family. Um, my dad's secretary just handed over the keys to her house, and that's where we stayed for a couple of weeks until we could get an apartment to, to live in. And um, people started bringing over gifts. And this was Christmas Eve. So... Um, it was, it was probably stuff they had, but like games that we could play as a family. Um, it was more, it wasn't specifically per, for each person, but it was more what we could do together as a family. And I can still visually see ourselves sitting around playing games together and it just being a a real special Christmas. Yeah. You know, that is a special Christmas. That really is. Taking something like a tragedy and how God can use that to, to put a memory, uh, Eleanor, in your mind and make it so important and, uh. Uh, it's hard to beat that. I mean, that's uh, that's critical. I mean, it's all about family, but it's about, you know, the shared experiences, but it's also about the people that rallied around them, and I think mm-hmm. that's just a phenomenal story. Eleanor, what other, in your mind, thoughts have you had as other Christmases and things that, uh, you know, as far as that, you know, other thoughts and besides just that tragedy? Well, if I would go to current time, yeah. can I, yeah. <laughs> now that I have nine grandchildren that are eight and under, you can okay, only imagine. She only looks 27. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's I am right. only 27. No. <laughs> <laughs> Double. <No. laughs> okay, and now so, we're no. going to, I'm not going there. Hey, Fenra doesn't regulate the sound out lying, do they? Or is that? <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> that's right. But anyway, we do have nine grandchildren that are eight and under. And a fun tradition that we began about five years ago is we have the children act out the Christmas story. Mm. And it's really been so precious to watch each year as they develop. But the first year we did it, the two, um, they were just three years old. There was four of them that were three years old. And they thought I was crazy to even think we could try to get these three-year-olds to do it. I quickly made some outfit, shepherd's outfits and Mary and Joseph. And we had, um, it was so cute. I didn't even have a a baby doll. We were improvising everything. We had this green frog that was wrapped up in swaddling clothes. <laughs> and you would have okay. thought, you would have thought these three-year-olds, though, they were treating this precious little child like oh, wow. it was a, a newborn. I mean, they right. just were. But it was really cute. We had Uncle Wade as the donkey, and Mary, Amelia was being Mary, um, riding on the donkey, and Aiden was leading the donkey along, and the angels were coming behind. You know. Uh. Well, it was so cute. We're reading the story, and, and they were taking the, their roles so seriously. And um, we said to Aiden, okay, Aiden, you need to go find room in the inn for Mary. You've got to find a place right. for Mary. And you could see this look on his face. He was like so concerned because he did not want to leave his donkey. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he turns around, and he raises his hands. He said, all you angels, keep an eye on my donkey. <laughs> was he worried about his pregnant wife? No. <laughs> it was his donkey he was concerned with. There you go. <laughs> but it was, it was just really precious. What a way to teach the Christmas yes, story. Yeah. That's a great way to teach. For young people, that's very innovative. And I don't know, I think it's wonderful. And I hope my listeners can understand, sometimes when you're looking for how do you teach that, we used to do this. We used to, in our home, we'd everything before we'd open the first president, we would read the Christmas story and we'd talk about it. But what a way for young people to get the understanding of the Christmas story mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, that it's not about just a gifting, giving thing. That's right. 
I mean, gift, getting a gift, but it's about the giving. Of that's that. right. That's right. Way to go. Yeah. Last year, um, just a quick little funny story. I turned to uh, Camden. He was the innkeeper. And I said, we said, okay, now you need to tell him there's no room in the inn. And he was just, he said, there's no room in the innkeeper. And we started <laughs> laughing. And then we got to thinking, you know, how true is that that really is the room for Jesus yeah, in, the, in the innkeeper? And that's, you know? and absolutely. That's out of the mouth of children, right? Yeah. yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. Wow, that's great. She's going to come back and tell us some more, but that was really a good one. So if you just tuned in, we're just talking about Christmas stories, Christmas traditions. We're talking to our people in the office that really kind of behind the scenes people that make things happen. And they're, they're telling some special stories. I mean, everything that we've talked about from, you know, Marcy and the, and the idea behind her big family and Mr. Wright, Mrs. Wright. I love the idea of swapping gifts and, and Eleanor and the tragedy of a fire, and then but how that brought them closer how together. Brought them close together. That's so important. And then I love this idea of having the young kids, the grandkids. That's if a you've great got idea. a bunch of grandkids, what a way to teach them the Christmas. That's story. exactly right. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Talk Money and our next guest. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested in talking to this guy because Jason Harrington is going to. Of course, a lot of people know he's been on the program before, and he will do a wonderful job of telling us a, a Christmas story. Uh, at least here's the only problem I have with this. I don't know. I have a clue what he's going to talk about. You know what? Neither do I. Now, that's scary. Should we both be maybe, incredibly worried? Maybe we should warn Art. That this <laughs> do we have a delay on this? Can we do a five-second delay since this is a recorded program? Can we just redo the whole show? <laughs> we may need to do this. Got 30 minutes worth of material. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't a, doubt that. That's a, that's a problem. All right. Well, our guest, again, is Jason Harrington. And for some of the, you have listened before. He's been on the program before. He is in charge of our manpower development and doing a lot of training. He's one of our managing directors in the office and does a wonderful job. And we've just got a ton of people in the office, new people, and uh, he's working hard. But we kind of pried him away a list, uh, you know, and brought him He is here. running hard these he days. He is running hard. So, Jason, tell us about your best Christmas. My best Christmas? Our tradition. Okay. Well, you know, you know, we got this email to start thinking about Christmas memories. You know, we, we have a Toastmasters group in our office, as you know, that meets every Wednesday. I had to speak on that. Trying to find the best Christmas experience in my life, I realized it would be tough. I've had a good life. I mean, I've had some good, good. Lots good, of good ones. Got a good yeah, mom and dad. Right? Yeah. yeah, great yeah. mom and dad. But, uh, you know, growing up, one of the, the special things about Christmas now is that Allison and I, my wife and I, have been developing some traditions within our own home. Uh, we have three kids, and so it has been it has been a lot of fun to have some recurring events that happen every year. You know, one of the things we do, and yes, we did steal this, but every Christmas Eve we go eat at the Chinese buffet. So you know, we stole that from a, from the movie A Christmas right, Story, right. but we uh, we definitely stole it. But we've done that the last several years. My kids know about it. It's the only time in the year I think that we eat at the Chinese buffet. That but makes we, it special. But, yeah, but we do it on Christmas Eve. So it it's fun, and we have a Christmas Eve service at the church we go to every year. Uh, we um, we also go to see a Christmas play. So right. we, we, our family likes theater, and so we go and see Christmas plays at the local community theaters, and they're always fun. Uh, my, kids, uh, my kids always think that's a big experience. Well, I want to know one thing. There's something about a special present for a girlfriend. I don't know if we have time to – Give him, should we take a break before we do this or, or what? I mean, Art? I tell you what, let's, let's do because I, you know, the special present, we need, we might want well, to think about I don't that want during to the give break. So, this will be the, I tell you what, let's take a break. Okay. Since we've already had Rebecca on, let's have Rebecca back on to read a Mid South History moment as she does every week. Of course, that's Rebecca Brazier. They're always written by Drew Johnson. They both do a phenomenal job on this. And we will have, 60 seconds to decide if we want to back out of Jason's Christmas story. (laughs) And we'll let you know what we decide. The Peabody Hotel is a landmark virtually synonymous with the South. Like so much of Memphis life in the 1960s, the hotel's beginnings were surrounded by the joys and sorrows life brings. Saddened by the news of his good friend George Peabody's death, the hotel's builder, Colonel Robert Brinkley, named his new building after his friend. Brinkley later gave the hotel to his daughter as a wedding gift. 
Though the hotel remained in the hands of the Brinkley-Snowden family for decades, it was forced to close and reopen before settling on its present location on Union Avenue in 1925. Since that time, the Peabody has been an important center of culture not only for Memphis and the Mid-South, but for the whole United States. During the 30s and 40s, the hotel hosted one of just three live national radio broadcasts, while the Skyway and Plantation Roof were an attraction for the great big band dancers. But the hotel's greatest and most enduring feature will always be the Duck March. This has been another Mid-South History Moment, brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. Thank you for joining us here on the Thanksgiving edition of Talk Money. And this program is pre-recorded. Pre-recorded and brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. We've just gathered a whole bunch of folks at the office, and we're talking about because it's close to being Christmas. I mean, it's so amazing. It just seemed like last week I was, you know, fishing someplace out in Arizona somewhere. This year has flown by. It has moved. Right? Is that because, you know, I guess it, is that has to do with age? Because my grandkids are saying, eh, it's taking forever. To get through, to can I change my answer then? This year is just gosh, it's dragging on. <laughs> right. I thought you'd catch that. Excellent. I yeah, thought yeah. you would catch that. Yeah. Well, we do have someone here that uh, is a kid at heart. He is a kid at heart, and I, I guess uh, we'll go with uh, against our better judgment and go ahead and take the yeah, story we'll that we haven't heard. Story, and, yeah. <laughs> and we are absolutely saying that tongue in cheek. Well, of course, this, we're welcoming Jason. Absolutely. Harrington. Absolutely, <laughs> Jason Harrington does a wonderful job, and everybody knows that Jason, you are. Uh, and I envy this. You do have a great time doing what you do, and uh, you are a kid at heart. I mean, absolutely, uh, you know, which is good. I, I, mean, I take uh, the uh, Toys R Us. You know, I don't want to grow up. You know? <laughs> exactly. There you go, <laughs> and that's a good thing. So, tell us yes. about the Christmas. That we kind of introduced to the program with the girlfriend. Yeah, well, this was. By the way, did you marry this girl? No, no. negative. Okay, negative. Okay. That, will be, uh, to... that will be that will be part of. Yeah, we want to make sure that. <laughs> no, thankfully I didn't. Probably for her sake as well. But uh, you know, they Eleanor asked me for a funny Christmas story, so you could categorize this as funny for you guys, but quite tragic for me. And, uh, <laughs> we'll laugh. I, yeah, I like you it already. <laughs> you guys will laugh. With us this I'll or? laugh. Okay. I mean, looking back on it now, I mean, it's pretty typical of something dorky that I would do. You know. Uh, I have been said uh, around the office to not really be as cool as I think I am. Oh, that's true. And this story, <laughs> yeah, well. this story will, you know, confirm that. So anyway, I when and uh, I was 14 years old, had a girlfriend, was going to give her a Christmas present. I can imagine it already in my mind. Yes. So all my friends were giving, you know, cheap Hang on jewelry. A second. I really want to see this. Yes. Okay. You, you, just get ready. Okay. Cheap jewelry, whatever. I mean, I my mother, she encouraged me to, to be a little more creative, <laughs> all right, with my gift giving. Uh, and so she convinced me that what would be really cool, all the talk of the middle school, and everybody would think you were cool, if I cross-stitched her an ornament. <laughs> okay? So now it gets worse. It gets worse. I did. I took her advice. And I cross-stitched an ornament. It was a cross-stitch of a little sheep, and it said, Merry Christmas to you, E-W-E. It was terrible. It was in, it was in a package that looked like jewelry. She got all excited. She opened it up. The next day, I got a letter in my locker. She broke up with me. <laughs> I think materialistic. I it was materialistic. materialistic. I had right. to get rid of her. Yeah. 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 She had to go. She didn't appreciate the hard work. It, it from took the hard. hours. It took hours to cross stitch that lamb. Oh, oh mom. And the words, mom. have you ever tried? I know, my mom. Okay. And One of those mom pieces gives, of moms advice. give great advice, too. You know? I mean, yeah, uh, most yeah. of the time. You know? <laughs> you know I, mean, I think she's sad. Sabotage that relationship on purpose. You know? <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. But that shows you, uh, an, you know, how highly you regard your mother. You sat down, you yes. did the cross stitch. Oh, uh, you could try to salvage this. Thanks, 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 I appreciate that. That's great. Well, Katie, you know, welcome to the program. Yes. Ladies. Hello, There's hello. No way you could be. I know, I know. Uh, but that's a great story, and I appreciate Jason sharing that with us too. Because I mean, again, uh, it kind of takes uh, that what we do sometimes and <laughs> following our mother's instructions. I mean, I would have done the same thing. I'm afraid. Oh, I'm afraid I would have too. Uh, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Katie. Tell us a little bit, Katie. You've got some things. I mean, I know you and Jason 
have actually been Santa's elves in our office. I, uh-huh. I was. Yeah, That's I right. was the Jovi the elf. Yeah, and uh, something about put the, on the uniform and everything. Yeah, right not not this past Christmas, but the Christmas four, which was my first Christmas right. with the, with the company. Yeah. So I think it was some kind of joke or something. <laughs> hey, when you when you come well, here, I, you we have just to like to do that. You know? Yeah, and I think you go ahead and call that one hazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I enjoyed it. It was for the kids. I loved it. It was yeah, for the it's kids. Great, it's great. Well, tell us a little bit about your favorite Christmas. Sure. So uh, my favorite. Uh, family tradition has got to be Christmas Eve with my family. Um, basically, what we do uh, after church, we come home, we put on our pajamas, and we totally just pig out on any and every kind of food. Um, we eat chicken wings, buffalo dip. Um, I mean, not your normal traditional cr- Christmas Eve dinner. Uh, we definitely just do cheese dips and all kinds of unhealthy food. Um, and we watch the Christmas story, which, you know, Jason yep. uh, talked about earlier. Yep. And then, and I mean, a lot of people watch that, I'm sure. No, I'm yeah. sure they do. Yeah. And uh, then we always open one gift. And we've done this since I was little. We always get to pick one gift that we open on Christmas Eve. And um, we always pick the gift from my mom's sister, so my aunt. Um, we still to this day have not decided if um, the gifts that she sends were legitimate she really thought we would like these gifts or if they're gag gifts like we can't decide we're like okay because she sent me i think when i was 16 she sent me like a barbie watch and i'm like kathy i'm 16 years old i don't really need a barbie watch um she sent me um this like glowing lamp that puts the solar system on your sky i'm like i'm probably the girliest girl ever i don't really care so just very unique gifts you know, everybody's we, got one of those in their I family know, i know and yeah. it's it's probably the best because you know we it's a good laugh and we always you know we're like which one's for me kathy so we can open that one on christmas eve well that so. you know that's that's the fun part you know again katie that's great now uh you've got a new baby at home i do and uh exactly tell us a little bit about her Ye- yeah, he does. He gets mistaken for a girl well, all the time. No, he's not even close to being a girl. I mean, that was my no, fault. No. Hey, he's not cross stitching ornaments. No, he's that. definitely, and I will not give him that advice. I promise. I will raise him. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I'm so excited uh, for this Christmas to um, make some new traditions with Luke and and John Paul and our growing family. Yeah. So um, very excited. Um, about this first Christmas with them. Uh, Katie, for everybody listening, of course, is one of our producers and one she of our is. marketing people in the office and does a wonderful job. Got a great, great job. personality, great smile, and I hate that we threw the ant under the bus. I know. Well, Sorry. Right. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eleanor. Now you, you've got some things to talk about, too, That um, uh, a little bit about maybe uh, the not-so-typical Christmas. I mean, you know, you talked about the high house fire. What about the tragedy sometimes that people go through in Christmases. And I'd like for you to tell us what happened in you for you after a, a year and the, that whole process with your son. Okay. Well, my son um, was killed in a car accident at the age of 24, and it was in January. So by the time the first Christmas came around, we were getting what, 11 months, 12 so months. a bit of basically yeah. a year. And I had dealt with the grief and got, you know gone through the grieving process and doing well. And uh, – Without even expecting it, um, it came to Christmas time, getting out the things from the attic and opening up. And when I opened up the box and there was his stocking, I just lost it. Wow. I, it's I like I, I think that was probably probably the biggest um, uh, grieving time that I had, just realizing he wasn't going to be there for Christmas or any more Christmases. And uh, I just wasn't prepared for it. A lot of times you're prepared for the first birthday or the, you know, and it wasn't Christmas yet. I was just pulling out the decorations. Mm. And um, it, it, that was real difficult. You know, we talk about Christmas. We talked about some funny things and some great traditions and stuff. But, I mean, death, uh, you know, can be tough. We have in our office. Mm-hmm. Michael Fuller passed away this year, one of our right. advisors and the guys in our operations department. And his family is facing the holiday season yes. for the first time without him. And yes. That could be tough at uh, a distance. I mean, where you're, you know, you're going to go all the way to South Carolina, North, North Carolina, Carolina, North right. Carolina, and that's a, tr- you know, distance. Uh, but some people get stranded. I mean, not stranded, but live in such a distance that it's very difficult mm-hmm. to get home. And so sometimes very hard divorce. And, uh, and, and you know, not all families function exactly the like we would like for them to. Right. I mean, and we've been enjoying and sharing fun memories, fun memories. and and but not all families have that. Yeah. Uh, that's holidays right. can be real difficult, whether it be because someone's not there who has always been there before, or um, 
it's just the fi- family dynamics aren't the way we would and a, want know, them to be. Exactly. And a lot of people sometimes don't have family. Exactly. That they, and this can be a very, very depressing time. It and really I, you can. know, we need to pray for those type of people that go through that struggle. Definitely. To deal with that. So when we come back, I want to talk a little bit with Eleanor about what we do in, in our office uh, at the Christmas time and, and how it is sometimes, and she actually said this, that regardless of what we do, a child steals the store. Sure, show that they do a great job. Uh, they do a great job, and it's a great, uh, great uh, event that we do every year. And we'll be talking about that. So stick around, but let's take a quick break, see what's going on in tra- tra- traffic and weather and how the stock market is doing in New York. But we will be right back. Thank you for joining us on the holiday edition of Talk Money. You know, holiday edition. And again, we've been talking with some people from our office and we've been talking about traditions. Traditions. And I mean, some good traditions. And we've been talking to those. Uh, I still think Jason may have stole the show. I mean, uh, with the idea of him hand stitching a lamb at 14 years old and Merry Christmas. What did he say? To you. To, to, to you, you. E- E-W-E. I'm not sure I can look at him the same I'm way. I'm not either. sure I can either. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, it's going to take That was a great story. It was a great story. But we've had some great stories all the way from Alabama to Texas and all the things from a tragedy of a house fire. But, Eleanor, you're, you're with us. And, you know, one of the things we've been doing for the 38 years that we've been a, a firm uh, we have our Christmas potluck at, at the office. And, and I know we do other things, and, and you know, traditionally that we do for other families, but this is kind of for our family. And uh, would you kind of walk us through what we all we do there? Well, we usually have it the Friday before Christmas, and it's a family potluck, as you said. So everybody has their um, spouse come and children or grandchildren come. And um, it's just a great time. We have plenty of food, always. <laughs> and we're scattered out all over That's the right. office right. as we're eating it, too. That's I mean, right. tons of food. It's potluck. You bring your own thing. And, I mean, it is amazing how much food we end up with. I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. It is. It is. And then uh, so part of it, uh, the, some of the things we do is we do have Santa come, which is always fun to see who's going to get to dress up as Santa. And, and, and elves. We have and some. elves, yes. As as Katie was yes. saying, she was um, an elf a couple years ago. Last year she couldn't because I think. I was, was pregnant. Yeah. So yeah. I was <laughs> for an elf. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> she had to bypass it last That's year. That's right. But it's just a fun time for the kids and stuff. But um, something that I I think it's really special that you do each year with the children. You All the children gather um, right at your feet and you read the Christmas story or you start reading, you tell the Christmas story, but you let the kids tell the Christmas story, <laughs> which is really fun because as you said before, it seems like... N- Never fail each year. There is one child that just steals the show. Absolutely. <laughs> you just don't know what it's going to come out of their mouths. Of course, the parents are mortified, you know, usually. They usually have one or two sitting in my lap. That's right. And, and it's just precious. I remember last year, um, actually, I should have Rebecca come back, but Rebecca's uh, son was the one that stole the show last yep. year. I think you asked who was, um, who came to see the baby Jesus right. with Mary and Joseph. And I think it was Mario and Luigi. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that's what he said. They're always got some kind of a comment, and it's always something that's so off the you know cuff, but it's so perfect for what we're trying to do. That's right. Tradition and what's great is family. it makes you, you're usually speechless, which is very rare. <laughs> I have nothing to say when they do that. I mean, it's amazing. And again, I have to get back into the train of thought trying to tell the Christmas story. And yet they are so precious because it's so much fun to watch them. And, and they're all paying attention. And, you know, they'll, they'll come up and they're all focused yes. on the story and what we're trying to do. And, and I do try to ask the questions. And as they go through, you've always got one or two that knows every answer. Right. And then you've got one or two that, that think they know every answer. And that's the part that's the fun yes, part, to watch them as they just go through that. It is a lot of fun. It is. It is. And I think uh, it's been probably about three years ago. My grandson was the one that embarrassed. Yes. yes, yes. Me. Oh, no, I ever embarrassed. <laughs> that's <Never. right. laughs> 
I think you were asking what all animals were there right. at the stable. Right. And he was going through a phase where he wanted to be this bull rider. So he yelled <laughs> out, a bull. Oh, and, right. and you didn't know what to do. With me. <laughs> I just was, said, okay, I guess he was. I guess maybe there was a bull there. But what's funny, I think later on that week, I found a picture of a manger scene, and there actually, actually was, was a bull. A bull. So yeah. I had to redeem my yeah. grandsons. Uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> You know, we always have a great time doing that, and that is such a part of our family, the Shoemaker family, at the office, because it does bring us all together. We have the traditional Christmas party at the house with the parent, with moms and dads, but not the kids. This is a time when the kids get to come, and we really do get to focus on them. Santa comes; uh, he gets to listen to them. Lots of pictures That's are taken. Right. And uh, we just have a great time it's as great. a family of people working together. We're very fortunate. We yes. are, but that is, uh, you know, look, talking about our favorite memories, my favorite part of the Shoemaker Potluck is definitely watching you read the Christmas oh, story. It's, it's amazing. By the way, sometimes it's very hard. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, watch me. Sometimes I just lose it emotionally. But let me ask, we, we've done this. You've told us a little bit about your tradition. I've talked a little bit about mine. But Art, you might as well get a microphone quick, sir. Now, Art is the guy that makes this thing happen, and he works hard. So, sir. Tell us quickly what's your tradition at Christmas. My, my favorite Christmas tradition is when you send me that check in the mail yeah. every <laughs> every holiday. Every That's holiday. a good tradition. You know, something that you got to look forward to. Back yeah. to the tradition. Yeah, you know, we got. I think we'll break that tradition. You, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, I, I enjoy working with you guys and, and being part of and being part of your extended family. At, at Shoemaker and Financial. You definitely so, are, sir. So it's a pleasure just uh, hanging out with you guys and, and having fun every week. Uh, well, I appreciate he, that. It's nice he, of him to he, say. Uh, yeah, you know, did it said it with a straight face? No, and, he did yeah. say <laughs> You know, it is a pleasure. You know, he does a great job for us, always does a good job for us. I'm looking forward to next week. This has been a great program. I've enjoyed doing this with our family. This has been a great group of people talking about traditions at Christmas, and Christmas is on its way. Great group of people, and I want to thank everyone who has come down and shared their stories with us today. Uh, Rebecca Brazier, Emily Knack, Marcy Ward, Eleanor Moskovitz, Jason Harrington, Katie Brashear. Thank you guys so much. Great stories. We really appreciate you opening up your hearts to our audiences to let them know a little bit more about you and a little bit more about the Shoemaker family. And next week, we've got a phenomenal show with Rob Clement and John Rich from the Salvation Army. We're going to be talking a little bit more about giving and keeping with the spirit of Christmas. It'll be a great program. And I want to thank Art Frederick, our program director. Thank you, Art. Jeff Long, our compliance officer. Eleanor and Katie are in the studio, and we thank them. Drew Johnson, who writes our Mid-South History Moments, and Rebecca Brazier, who reads them. I'm Keith Quinn. I'm Jim Shoemaker. Please join us next week when we will help you make the most of your money. Jim Shoemaker and Keith Quinn are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated.